Sean Fuse is one of our favourites here on Five Double Breakfast every Thursday after uh, seven thirty. Joins us to talk all the things going on in the courts. He does a great job of it. Uh, and every now and then we get to speak to Sean about some of his other passions and loves. Mm. And one of those is comic books. And we thought we'd get him on this morning as we suspect one of the few people in South Australia that ever had the pleasure of meeting the great Stan Lee who passed away at 95 years of age overnight. Think of anyone just about in the Marvel comic book universe. Basically, if you almost think anyone outside of Superman and uh, Batman in the world of comics, they were probably invented in Stan Lee's head. And here's a bit of Sean Fuster meeting him. Uh, not too long ago. Stan, we spoke on the phone. Sean Fuster is my name. Sean, we spoke on the phone. Sean oh. Fuster is my name. Oh, yes. You yeah. wrote me the letter one day a long time ago and helped me be confident to be a journalist. I hope I wrote it well. You really did. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. So thank you. Let's look at the camera. Here we go. Oh, thank you very much, Stan. Beautiful. So after that, you became a journalist. I did. All on account of me. All on account so of you. send me money. I will. I will. Well, I've bought enough comics over the years. I'm hoping that that's giving me some of the money. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it in his voice. It was an absolute buzz. Sean, good morning to you, mate. Um, good morning, guys. A little bit sad, but 95 years of age and a legacy that's going to live forever. Yeah, I was talking to some friends this morning about it, and you think of people like Carrie Fisher, who were pop culture icons and died in very tragic circumstances, and that's very much, you know, a, a torn away from the world loss. You wonder what could have been. Someone like Stan, who leaves behind such an incredible legacy of characters, of stories, someone who's lived to 95, someone who's been hailed in their time rightly for the genius that they displayed. It's more a time to celebrate a life lived well and uh, mourn a loss rather than really feel of it as a great tragedy. So, Sean, did he do the writing and the illustrating or, or, or what was, you know, was he the entire package or how did he work? So the way the stand worked was called the Marvel Method. And what he'd do is he'd come up with the concept for a story. You know, in this issue, Spider-Man's going to fight a guy called Dr. Octopus who's got eight extra arms. He'd then hand that to an artist like the great Steve Ditko, who passed away earlier this year, or the legendary Jack Kirby, who would then sit down and create the 22 pages of comic strip based on that concept. They'd hand it back to Stan, who would then put the dialogue over the top, change bits and pieces that need to be made, and keep the overall story flowing. And that was how Stan was able to write, at his peak, sort of 10 to 12 comics a month. You know, things like The Avengers, The wow. X-Men, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Spider-Man. That's how he was so prolific, because of his ability to co-create with those wonderful artists. That was his first character, Sean? His first character, and that's a really good question, because he did a lot of the, uh, in the 1950s, there were lots of monster magazines, like, you know, um, Groot from Planet X and things like that, and a lot of his early creations featured there. But interestingly, the very first thing Stan ever wrote that was published was a text story at the back of an issue of Captain America during World War II, and he was the first person to write about Captain America throwing his shield as a weapon, which has gone on to become oh. an iconic part of the whole character. It wasn't originally part of the character, and yet Stan was the one that came up with that concept. What do you think, what, what did he make of the, the transition of his famous comic books into the world of, of film? And now, well, we were having a look earlier, the three of the largest grossing films even in this past year in 2018 have been from that Marvel Universe. Well, when I interviewed him for the advertiser, we talked about that, and he said originally he was a little embarrassed. His, his actual birth name was Stanley Lieber, but he shortened it to Stan Lee because he didn't want anybody to know that he wrote silly little comic books. 
he thought one day he'd go on to write the great American novel and he'd be famous for that. So he wanted to keep his real name for the real work. And yet what he became known for was these comics. So it took him a while to sort of realize that, oh, wait, this is a good thing. This is People are actually really happy about this and I've been able to contribute to the tapestry of, of creativity in the world. And no, I'm actually proud of that. I'll physically change my name now to Stanley and I'll just own it. So it went from that sort of weird embarrassment through to being quite proud of what he had brought into the world. He sort of sneakily did what, what so much pop culture tries to do but doesn't necessarily always succeed at these days. And that is subtly weave in messages about society and, and rather difficult concepts. You think of things like like the X-Men and in it was, you know, you, you could these days put it as a, uh, a commentary on something like multiculturalism, for example, or, or acceptance of, of people that have, that have differences. He did it and you didn't even know it was happening. Uh, he, that's right. He said to me during the interview, you know, what's the point of telling a story if you don't have a message to share at the same time? Yeah. I, he said, I never wanted to thrust that message down no, people's yeah. throats and make them think what I thought. I just wanted them to ask questions and wonder about it. And I point to the Black Panther, who had a mm. phenomenal movie success earlier this year, as one of the most potent examples of that. You know, in the mid-1960s, Stan and Jack Kirby introduced the Black Panther, who is the smartest, fastest, best, most talented, richest, most awesome character in Marvel, you know, puts all the others to shame. And it's a black man mm. in 1960. Yeah. You know, that, that was absolutely forward thinking. And that was the sort of risk that Stan and Jack and the rest of Marvel were prepared to take that other comic book publishers weren't. And it, was, and it never came across preachy somehow. A, a genius. Never. That's why the, the stories will, will be remade and remade and remade in film again, we suspect, Sean, the way things are going in Hollywood at the moment. Mate, uh, thanks for coming yeah. on and, and talking to us about Stan Lee. Great stuff, Sean. Thanks, guys. Sean Fuster, Chief Record, Court Reporter of the Adelaide Advertiser, but... Um, Makes the comic renaming of uh, Eddie Head seem a little bit more timely too, doesn't it? Yeah, good point. Mm. Marvel Stadium. Yeah, how about yeah, that? Very well timed.